You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hail Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name's Josh, I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing great, Josh. Again, we are live from the Blue Wire Studios at the Wynn Las Vegas. Thanks, of course, to the Blue Wire team for hosting us. They are amazing. The studio is amazing. We've got a great look of the Wynn Gallery out the window here. Uh-huh. We're going to try and shout at some people as they walk by. If for you, sure. If you see an Arsenal kit, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you, you don't see, I feel like in the wild, it's it's... Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, like those right. are the two you always see. And yeah. then the Premier League stuff, it's like you, you may see a hat. Uh-huh. You know, you might, at least in the United States, this is the case. Oh, yeah, and I think in the U.S., uh, the Premier League started taking off around the legendary Leicester season. You'll see a few Jamie Vardy jerseys out there in the wild. Yeah. But, but let's focus in here, Josh, because we are days away from the Game Week 1 deadline. Yep. We woke up early here in Vegas. The Community Shield kicked off at 9 a.m. Yep. Uh, we we meandered down to the sports book <laughs> to take it in um, with with some horse racing enthusiasts, uh-huh. uh, which was a joy. And so we're gonna delve into our thoughts about that match and how it may or may not have influenced our game week one drafts. Uh, but first, Josh, we wanted to just for anybody who needs to hear this, general pieces of wisdom right. that we've been talking about during this yeah. Vegas trip about how to start the season off on the right foot. Yeah, we didn't do like the 10 tips this year. You know, I feel like that has become everybody's, it's very popular now. We have we have given that to the community and now we can like, we've done it like seven years in a row. There are there enough. are upwards of 18,000 tips out there now. You can go exactly. find them all over the internet. Exactly. So two final tips though. Yeah. Okay. One, this is a very big problem that I, you start to see, especially this week, which is that people start to put together their team, they're finally ready to go. And then they realize, oh my God, I got the same team as everybody else or very close, you know, and they start to panic a little bit. And that's when the crazy moves start happening. <laughs> you know, that's when you're like, you know what? I think that whatever, you know, Luis Diaz is going to be great this weekend. Like you go full big brain on this when yeah. maybe you shouldn't be. Exactly. And I think the, you know, setting everything up ahead of the start of the Premier League season, that that's almost not even the game. Like to me, the game really begins in game week two, right? That's when you're starting to change things around. That's why you really, that's when like the real strategy I think comes in and in the pre-planning stuff, you're just, you're just trying to get, you know, you just want to like, I don't know. I feel like you just want to like set like the, like the best foot forward. I don't, I don't yeah. really think that you can, I don't know. It's like that. Like, like, can you lose, you know, is the season one or lost game week one? I don't think that's true. Well, you said something interesting yesterday, Josh, about a, uh, playing NFL fantasy for the first time last season in a long time. And yeah. you didn't, you didn't really have a foothold in the NFL world like you had in, in decades past. Right. So what you did to prepare for that season was you just went to the various big blogs and podcasts and 
kind of set up the team the way they told you to. Yeah, it's exactly right. I finished. I finished second in this. In this league, I should have yeah. won it. Uh, you know, I can talk more about that. Yeah. different podcast. So the, the, there's something to that where going into game week one, you have to accept that there are so many unknowns that uh, yeah. it's it's not actually against the code of being a good FPL fantasy manager. By just kind of being a little normal, yeah. because as you're saying, the game really begins in game week two. Yeah, that's when you can start playing your that's own game. Yeah, that's when it's a game. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, and I think you know. And so yeah, I mean, the fantasy experience last year was really useful for me because you know I'm doing this NFL version of it because I had no opinions, right? Like none. I mean, I just don't follow the league closely enough. I didn't really know, and so I found these lists that basically. You know, it's it's actually it's even more common in NFL because they have draft style. So there's uh-huh. like they have like these rankings like one to a hundred. They should actually do this for fantasy more often. It's like for Premier League, like fantasy. the ICT index. Oh yeah, like that <laughs> incredible index, hugely yeah, hugely right, useful. Right. Um, so you were like yeah. full tabula rasa with the NFL, and that's something we yeah. talked about a lot last FPL season, where yeah. we're coming in with so many biases about various players, and that's yeah. influencing us yeah. often to, to unlearn a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. right, right, exactly. Okay, so there it is. Game week one, it's not a bad idea to just kind of play it safe because the game really begins in, in game yeah. week two. And I'm not even saying play it safe. It's yeah. just don't worry if yeah, it looks right. similar. Like, you know, Put together whatever you think is the best version, but if it happens to look like other people's, like yeah. I am, I am finding yeah. that I'm getting very close to everybody else's squad right yeah. now, and there's just kind of no way around it because I just keep looking. And I'm like, well, this is the player that I want, and it does just I don't, yeah. you know, and that's why I think that feeds right into tip number two. Mm-hmm. So again, this is two tips, not ten, just two this mm-hmm. time around, Brandon. Two. Uh, I love yeah. yeah keep exactly. it simple. Stupid. Yeah, uh, is to watch as many games as possible in match week one. Yeah, right. So. Kicks off this Friday, games on Saturday, games on Sunday. I know this is tougher in the UK. Uh-huh. You know, they have these, you know, whatever those, whatever the rules are called, you know, like. The, the sure, sort of there are blackouts black, black for the 3 p.m. matches, exactly. of course. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and and for those people who can't watch all the games, there are extended highlights that get dropped on YouTube, yeah, exactly. of course. But the idea there is, of course, if the game really begins in game week two, that's when everyone really is able to start making the decisions. You're doing that because right. watching these matches in game week one, you're getting all that feedback, all the information that you can then leverage for yeah. making a smart play, getting on a player early that you're like, wow, they yeah. look really good, unexpectedly possibly in game week one. Yeah, and I mean, and certainly you can blend it. I mean, I don't think that you should you know, use all of these kind of data sources, whatever you might right. use. I really like, you know, Mikkel Tokbum's stuff, but there are a lot yeah. of people, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, sources out there that you can use. Right. Um, and I, I'm not saying you should abandon that going into game week two, but to me, it's just part of the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, to me, it's like, I, I just don't quite get the point of just plugging my team into like a piece of software. And, and again, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. I think it's very useful and interesting to do it. Like, I like, like FPL review is fantastic for this, right? It's just very cool to go in there and take a look. But to me, I don't necessarily want that to be the only thing I'm using, you know? And otherwise it's like, why don't I just like put my money into the stock market and track, you know, it's like, yeah. well, like there's other ways to to be this data driven where you can actually like generate, yeah. you know, money for yourself. Right. And so the, to me, the fun of it is to actually watch the matches and then yeah. use that. to. And I, I have one example that I think of, and you know, it's like four or five years ago now, but um, the first year that Pookie, was in the league when he joined oh, yeah, from Norwich uh-huh. and uh, they Liverpool hosted somehow Liverpool always play a promoted team in game week one. And I like have some deal with the premier league, you know, that 
this happens. Some dark arts are happening there. Exactly. So and it happened happening again this season, right? They play they oh, play Fulham on yeah. Saturday. So yeah, anyway, the Liverpool did play Fulham or, or played Norwich in um the week one. It's like yeah. four years ago now. And they crushed them uh-huh. un- unexpectedly or expectedly. Yes. You know, not unexpectedly. However, however, yeah. at the end of the game, Pookie scores this kind of lone goal and uh-huh. it was just he was a confident well-taken strike uh and they're about to play a terrible newcastle team in game week two yeah. and i feel like if i had just seen like the scroll you know if i just gone to espn or whatever yeah. and just like looked at like who who did what in the match then i would have said pookie goal and i would have just like kind of dismissed it right, right like right. who knows why it happened you yeah know, header in a corner kick or something like that so uh, watch as many games in game week one this yeah. morning with the community shield morning here in las vegas uh we watched what was effectively, I guess, game week 0. 0.5. Yeah. Uh, it felt like it, it felt like the season always kind of kicks off with the community shield. You yeah. feel like maybe it's a it's a solidified starting lineup for whichever yeah. teams are playing. By the way, just to finish that Pookie story. Oh God, there's more. <laughs> well, I didn't even say, all I said was I brought him in. You know, there was a <laughs> Right. And yeah. I'm sure he did well. Or he scored a hat trick against a, Newcastle. Scored a hat trick against Newcastle. Yeah. Exactly. And that set that ended up being my best ever season was that season. Okay. I sort of kicked on right yeah. from that one moment. And it's just a moment that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me watching the match. And so the story perfectly yeah. illustrates this, right? Exactly. It, you know, you, you go in knowing what you know about Liverpool, uh, not trying to be too clever in game week one. You watch the match in game week one, which allows you to make a clever decision going into game week two. Suddenly you've got a leg up. Right, exactly. Yeah. So charity sh- Charity Shield. I always want to call it that. I'm not sure why. Eventually, I'll You're start. You're stuck in the, the past, my friend. Yeah. Well, I don't know when they stopped calling it that, like 1983 or something Let's like that. Let's not get into it. Um, I kind of want to, <laughs> but I guess we should keep going. Um, all right. So we had the Community Shield today. Yeah. Liverpool, Man City. Ultimately, like a pretty commanding Liverpool win. I thought I was. I mean, they were. You know, I guess it was one nil at halftime. You know, I uh, thought the Man first half was the second half. incredibly sloppy play, and yeah. during the first half. It was a lot of slop, and you felt like these teams are still kicking off a lot of rust. I think it was maybe Man City's third match of the preseason. Right. Uh, so they're clearly still still trying to bet in Holland. Uh, and, and I yeah, caught a frustrated figure. Right. Today. But but then as the second half started to take shape, I feel like we were starting to see more of the real versions of these teams. And still, yet yeah, as you say, I agree. I thought Liverpool never felt like they were going to lose, even when. Uh, even when Man City did equalize early in that second half. So you had four, you had four goals in the match. Yeah. You had uh, Trent, oh, solid of Trent early on. A nice strike. Was it deflected a little bit? I think it was. Ake got his head to it, I think. And yeah. it's that, that's why, it anyway. this goes back to the short center back discussion we were having with Manchester United. Like if Ake is a foot taller and you just get, get these big center backs to help prevent these weird. I'm a short guy, but goals. I'm yeah. kind of with you. I don't know what, you know. Well taken, nonetheless. You can't take any way, anything away from Trent on that. And, of yeah. course, that just reaffirms that. Trent has got to be a player where the community shield today yeah. just is a reaffirming. Uh, but cut to 40 minutes later when Trent is basically at fault for the goal. But he we know turns this. away from the play. We know this about Trent already. Like That, that was a theme that, uh, you know, we'll talk about a few more players, obviously. But I feel like another theme broadly from the community shield was, 
I kind of I felt pretty confident that I knew most of these players. Yeah. Like Trent didn't show me any, anything you know, new, but I just liked it because he like shushed everybody when he scored the goal. Yeah, and it was like everyone knows that you can score, dude. Yeah. You know, it's like the problem is people don't know if you can defend. Uh, he's saying shush because he's like, please don't say anything when I ultimately have a breakdown <laughs> in the back. Uh, you know, twenty minutes from <laughs> right. now. That's what he was actually a asking. Preemptive. For, he was silence. asking for kindness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh -huh. um, so he played. He played well, and then we had in the second half. Um, the, you know, the new signing. Uh, you know, um, Alvarez yeah. looks terrific. Um, kind of like, I mean, obviously in limited minutes, but I think he's going to be a starter fairly soon. I mean, Mares kind of, Mares did a Mares. I mean, there's a bunch of questions for this week's spot about yeah. Mares. Is Mares viable? He is, but they've got five subs now. I, I think, I think Pep is a little more experienced with five subs. I think he's going to use them a lot more. He's got more depth up front mm -hmm. for sure. Right. So I feel like he's going to just, rotate both those, both, both the left wing and the right wing are just going to yeah. get rotated all season long. It's just, I, even today it was, it was actually very good to see this, right? Because yeah. Grealish and Foden, which one do you want? Maybe nobody. Right. Yeah. And then oh, Mares yeah. and Mares and Alvarez. It's like, I just don't, I don't know if I want any of those four players. That was my huge disappointment. Uh, we're about to drop our uh, team previews uh, that include Manchester city. And this was pre community yeah. shield. I'm, I was bullish on Grealish. I'm thinking like, okay, he's had the one season to be reprogrammed right. by Pep. It's all going to happen. You watch his performance in the first going into the second half of today's match against Liverpool. And you're like, this is the same thing we saw yeah. all last season with Grealish. Yeah. He, you know, tried to break a few tackles. He really didn't uh, create much at all. Uh, I mean, granted, it was, I think, tough throughout the first half for any City player to yeah. to create much. But I feel like I saved $7 million yeah. watching him play today. Well, it's sort of like you didn't save anything because now because Grealish doesn't work at $7 million, you're probably going to have to spend more money on another player. Yeah, may, yeah, I guess that's true. Or, or go down even further. Or right? you're just like, yeah. I'm not having any Manchester City attack. Which Neto, is <laughs> Neto, he's, yeah. he's emerging, Brandon. All right. So yeah. the, I mean, the big question that was uh, Erlen Holland, yeah. right? So Holland, it's kind of his first, his first match under the spotlight. Uh, clearly was feeling it. Mm -hmm. Grab somebody by the neck. Uh, Van Dyke, yeah, not yeah. just anybody. <laughs> yeah, the the biggest crazy. man, the the yeah. only man close in size. That's like to it's Holland. like going to prison and picking on the biggest guy, exactly. you know, the first yeah. day. Yep. So that's so Holland goes in there and so he's grabbing necks and missing sitters and yeah. just you know and obviously like it's kind of funny the way it works because. The incident that happened, everybody was like, oh, yeah, like maybe I don't want Holland. And then you have the response to the response, which is everyone yeah. like leaping, you know, <laughs> myself included. I posted yeah. about it on Twitter, but everyone leaping to be like, listen, this is this is actually a good sign. Like he's yeah. so active, so engaged right. that you know, I, I to me, like I just can't imagine him not scoring the next couple of weekends. And so I am still really on the fence about the Kane versus Holland thing. The only problem I have with that, we're going to talk about this later in the pod, mm. is if I don't, if I go with Holland over Kane, and I really am a believer in Spurs this season, despite losing one nil in the, in their Roma friendly, Yeah, uh, big believer. in. I mean, that's like Jose Mourinho though. You know, it's like, it's, it's a mess. It go on, go on. Yeah. Did you see that person who did a fan meet and greet with Jose Mourinho? And then as he was meeting Jose Mourinho, he proposed to his wife and he, Jose Mourinho just had to stand there while the what? proposal happened. Why, why would you do it that? It was very weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's going to kill your like sexual <laughs> relationship with your partner for a long time. Just the thought of Jose Mourinho just like looming over your, your relationship. That's no it's, good. It's like your whole, your, yeah, your engagement is now like he's there. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, what was my point? Oh, my point was that if I go with Holland over Kane, yeah. 
I have no Spurs and I don't believe in coverage, you know, this coverage idea, uh-huh. but I do think they're going to be good this year and having nobody, it just feels like, um, I, I, the entire season, of course. Okay. You know what? That's the trap I just fell into, which is saying, if I don't have him for one week, yeah. I'm not going to have him for the entire season. When of course we're just looking at game week one. Right? This is the beauty yeah. of Kane versus Holland is they are the same price on the FPL site. So right. if you feel like, yeah, whoops, after game week one, I got the wrong guy. Yeah. Easy switch. Now you were going to, it, it would, it would lie. One would assume that if Kane or Holland goes off in game week one, their price is immediately going to skyrocket. So you're going to have to move quickly on a decision yeah. going into game week two with either of these guys. Well, and so the first two matches of the season, uh, Spurs play uh, Southampton at home, yeah. and then they play away to Chelsea. So a pretty tricky game week two. Uh, Man City play uh, away to West Ham, and then they host Bournemouth. So one move would be to have Kane for game week one and then move him to Holland at game yeah. week two. But that kind of like almost feels like a like a wasted transfer because if you think that, that Holland away to West Ham, who are not the strongest team defensively, right? Like, no. I think Masawaku is going to be lining up. And it's just like, it's, it, they're, you know, it's not going to be great. Yeah. And so if you think that he can do something in that match, and then they have this incredible game at home the next week. Bournemouth, right? Yeah. They have, then if you're not, and you're not even captaining Kane, which I, I won't be because I'll be, I'll have Mo Salah. Sure. Then why, why am I not just going for Holland from the, from the get-go? Okay. Yeah. So I think I might be talking myself into, into Holland. Now. So you mentioned the S word there, Mo Salah. Yeah. What do we think of Salah's performance in the community shield? Yeah. It was again, sort of similar to what I was saying with Trent. Right. It was a continuation of what we knew from him last yeah. season. It was sort of like, he had one opportunity that he squandered early in the match where he cut in on his favorite left foot, yeah. bended it to the near post and missed the target. And then he was relatively quiet apart from the assist to Trent. And then the, the, the concern that fantasy managers will continue to have is, but I don't ever know when Salah's just going to pop up with that penalty because yeah. he's, he's not going to probably be subbed off uh, yeah. ever uh, or infrequently by Klopp. So he's going to be ever present. Yeah. He gets a cheeky little assist to Trent. The points are going to accrue for Salah. There's no way around 13 it. 13 points right there, yeah, right? Goal right. assist, mm-hmm. probably three bonus. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I mean, and that's against probably the toughest defense they're going to face, you know, all season. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously it's not, a, it's not an inform yeah. version of that defense. This is what we were saying about Manchester City too. Like we felt like they came up against Liverpool on the wrong day, but there was nothing necessarily about that performance that made me think, oh, Man City aren't just going to completely demolish every lower tier uh, opposition that they come up against <laughs> yeah, this season. Of course. Yeah. And upper tier for that matter. Sure. It's only, yeah. only like four teams can even keep it close with that. Yeah. By tier, I mean, I mean table. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then I guess let's, let's touch upon some of the lower price midfielders quickly. Like Luis Diaz uh, started and I thought he was really active. He had good chemistry with so fast, incredibly fast. There was a break. There's a breakaway, a counterattack uh, in the second half where it was Luis Diaz and Darwin Nunez running together. And it was just like horses breaking three, free. It was incredible. It reminded me of like the early days of Sala and Mane when they were just counterattacking yeah. uh, again and again, relentlessly crushing oppositions. Yeah. No, ultimately no attacking returns for Diaz in the match. And of course, it's just one game. Mm-hmm. But Rabo. Gets the assist. Robbo yeah. was very involved. Robbo took a shot inside the pie. <laughs> Didn't get, wasn't close. In fact, it, it bloomed so much that I assumed it had to be Jordan Henderson yeah. that took that shot at first. Uh, you, you you were just going in on Henderson in this match. I know. I, yeah. I If you've got the captain leader legend moniker, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on you. And, uh, you know, I, 
I I love punching up. I don't know. Because uh, because Jordan I Henderson's better than me. Makes more money. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's better looking than me. I mean, mm, that one's closer. Yeah, you know, but but you're right. He, he has more yeah. Twitter followers. I would assume is Jordan Henderson on Twitter. That's Does a good he have more. You got about two thousand one hundred. Yeah, so he, he might have you by by a couple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so three one. Uh, the last guy maybe we should talk about here is Darwin Nunez because you know yeah. he, he he criticized for being a skinny Andy Carroll. Nobody had any real confidence that he's going to take off. He's already scored, had a four-goal appearance preseason, comes in, and I thought it looked a natural fit for the number nine in that yeah. setup under Klopp. And, awesome, yeah. And Firmino <laughs> looked pretty ragged, and, uh, yeah. you know, he was, he, was a, he was a role player in the first half, but yeah. I don't see any reason why Nunez doesn't claim that starting role, and, um, like, immediately. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. And, I mean, it's... It's interesting. I mean, it's, it's actually really hard. I, you know, I was tinkering with my team a little bit before uh, we started this podcast today, and it's really hard to have three forwards and and still have kind of the team that you want because I just, it's just so hard to avoid. Again, you look at the number of points yeah. that these defenders scored who led the league last season in points, and right. they're all like six and seven million. You know, they're like literally three or four million cheaper yeah. than than the other players. They were sort of up there in that top ten. And you're not going to catch anyone but Mo Salah anyway. Yeah. So, so what's the point of right. like having all the, like, are they, are they really that much more consistent? I mean, the, I guess the argument would be that um, there's maybe like, um, well, I'm not even sure that's true. I was going to say that there's an argument that like, maybe you get like uh, the high, the high end of like the, the ceiling is higher, mm-hmm. right? That like maybe, you know, you get a, a hat trick from, from a Mares or Diaz or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm not even sure that's like, I mean, cause Cancelo is certainly capable of having like a two goal assist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The trick with players like Mares is you have to have them on the right week yeah, because right. they will, they will perform in bursts in fantasy. So whereas <laughs> a player like Cancelo is going to perform consistently. Yeah. Lower ceiling, more consistency. We were talking before if we thought, you know, I think he looks like his, he's got kind of a skeletal you know, again, I don't mean this in like, it's kind of like, <laughs> okay, a, all right, walk it back. He has like 0% body fat. It's, it's yeah. like, there's nothing, it's not, he's not skinny exactly, yeah. but it's just weird to see again. He's like kind of muscular, but has zero body fat. I think you were saying this as I was dipping a tater tot in ketchup. Uh, and you know, it, it, it caused me to think. It like dropped. It was it, it like it jiggled like a, like in Jurassic Park. It you was know, a, yeah, it, was, yeah. it yeah. was a jiggly uh, a, a dollop of, of ketchup. It's true. All right, so I, I guess do we need to say anything more about the defense, oh, okay. like City's defense? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the one last thing yep. I would say, which is, you know, Cancelo didn't do anything, but he's just he's great. You know, Diaz is great. Yeah. Like I actually think, well, okay, well, again, I don't want to, I don't keep doing this. We'll talk about it later, but I, I do want to talk more about Diaz in a minute. Okay, um, but we'll save that for the the main feed because the theme of this week's pod is just answering last minute questions, dilemma, yeah. things that are sort of weighing this on. This is an emergency ward situation happening in the Blue Wire studios right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're trying to, trying to get everything solved before next Friday. Yep. And these are hard questions to solve because this is a game and there are no, um, there are no clear answers, mm-hmm. right? Like it's sort of uh, up to us to yeah. make a best guess. And yeah. like, it, it's like, it's like, it's a very low stakes kind of gambling, yep. you know? And that's, and that's why there are people who feel like you can crack it yeah. and, you kind of can in the sense that you can make like a technically corrected decision, Mm -hmm. but ultimately you're just, it's just low stakes gambling. You know, you're just, there's outcomes 30, 40, 50% likely. And just that's, that's how it works. You know, I think Kyle Walker is the pick. If you're not going Cancelo, 
just for value, five million. Because yeah. the issue with the uh, central defense right now is, so Laporte is out until probably September. He had knee yeah. surgery during the summer. So that's why Ake pairs with Diaz today. Yeah. Are you going to want to start with he's Ake? He's so frustrating. <laughs> like, he's just like. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think Diaz, Diaz is probably next in line behind Walker, uh, but you're paying a million more. And we were talking about the options that Pep has. If it's not Kyle Walker, who's he starting in that place? So long, so long as Walker stays fit, yep. I think he's got that spot. And that's ideal. He's cheaper than Ederson. I'm actually yep. looking right now at a double up with Ederson and Walker. Yep. And is that going to be enough to counteract everything like that Kinsella is going to be doing? It's like a good team name, doesn't it? Cheaper than Ederson. Kind of sounds like better than Ezra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Cheaper by the Ederson. So there's something there. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Let's keep working on it. All right. That's, so that's your community shield sort of a box there. Uh, It was, it it was just an interesting watch as we thought about our game week one drafts. And and speaking of, we're going to reveal our game week one squads to our Patreon supporters on our uh, Thursday night pod, which is our ad free exclusive. We do for our supporters uh, each week. If you want to get involved with our Patreon Visit patreon.com slash always cheating, which is a great, a great, a great way <laughs> to say thanks to the cheaters for what we do and get more FPL content in return. What you also get is a 10% discount to our first ever event, yep. ticketed event, which is happening live September 10th in Brooklyn, New York, where we're going to be hanging out, watching game week seven matches live, not just you and me, Josh. But with Mark Southerns, Gianni Batici, and Ed Gray all yeah. from flying in from the UK. Of course, Mark Southerns, legendary creator of Fantasy Football Scout. You'd know Gianni from being a Premier League pundit. And yeah. Ed is the founder of... He's the middle He's the middle square on the Hollywood Square. that he is, really is. The, the, the TV show. Yeah, so we're excited to partner with them and, and Fest to bring that to uh, the States for the very first time. You can get tickets at fest nyc com Again, meet the cheaters. We're going to be recording a live episode of Always Cheating at the event, doing a Q&A with Mark. Gianni's going to do a live quiz. You know, people love bar quizzes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's known throughout the land. And uh, the venue actually has indoor soccer pitches. So we're going to have some balls and do a little yeah. bit of a kick around there. Which is all, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah. if you if you can't make it to New York, it's number 10th. It's possible. Some people listening can't do it. You know, who knows? Maybe I can't imagine. I can't imagine, but it's possible. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go to chat with us. And just uh, the Slack has never been better. I have to say, mm-hmm. if you're a Patreon supporter and you haven't joined the Slack yet, you know, send us an email or pop onto the Patreon and send us a note because uh, we, we need to get you in there because it really is uh, fantastic. And if you join before game week one, then you get into the last cheater standing league, Brandon, yeah. which is, I think, less sort of like, I don't know what I was going to say, like the cherry on top or whatever. It really is. It's it's been a a special exclusive league that was developed by our supporters, not by us. So that's just a testament to the vibrant community. Something we're doing for all of you guys is a monthly T-shirt giveaway to the highest point scoring manager of the month. So there's tons more information on what that's all about at patreon.com slash always cheating. Josh, uh, I think it's time to cover some listener questions and really dig into game week one. Yeah. I called them last minute FPL dilemmas. There's a lot of minutes left until next Friday, you know? So let's call it last week FBL dilemmas. Okay. You know, and I think, you know, well, one thing to keep in mind here too is um, make sure you watch those 
Well, don't wash them. You know, that seems very boring, but it makes you read about the, the I'm a big body list. language guy, Josh. I feel like yeah. watching them, maybe you're- Is it useful to see like what Pep looks like? He, always, he just looks bedraggled in every yeah. one of those press No, you, you watch Graham Potter, you know when he's lying. You <laughs> yes. just look at his eyes, okay? Either, we should like have like a ranking for like tr- like trustworthiness, yeah. you know? like Because Bielsa was the best at this. He would just basically tell you the yeah. team that was going to start. I'll put you on the spot. There's a Twitter feed that is a pretty good digest of uh, managers press conferences. Do you know the one I'm talking about? FPL News? I think that might be the one. And there are a few other resources out there. But yeah. Guy Colm runs that. Yeah. And of course, PremierInjuries.com run by Ben Dinnery. He is the best one-stop shop for any injury news. So if you're like, hey, what did they say about Emmerich Laporte being out for knee surgery? Pop by uh, Premier League uh, PremierInjuries.com. It always sounds weird to me. It sounds like it's like an injury. <laughs> These are the best injuries. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah, wonderful. <laughs> so anyway, those, those, that's where you might go to get information. Uh, what's our first dilemma here, Josh? All right. My first dilemma was something I started, I talked about a little bit at the start of the podcast, which is how many Spurs players are we actually going to try to fit in? Like, mm-hmm. So this, I, I've talked before, when I say before, I mean like eight minutes ago about how I'm probably- We all remember, yeah. I may not do it. And I, it's funny because I have Kane on my squad right now, but I think I talked myself into Holland as we talked. I sort of made my okay. I made my argument for it. So where are you at? Because you're kind of in the opposite. You're, you're looking like nine, 10 spurts. Right? My, <laughs> <laughs> well, my current draft actually has Sun and Kane. So we talked about this in our Spurs team preview where it's just- And Salah? And Salah. Uh, and I've got, I'm set up as a four, four, two. What yeah. I've ended up sacrificing is Cancelo namely, and I'm pretty budget, uh, in the rest of my midfield, Martinelli, Bailey, and Andreas Pereira at Fulham. But uh, what we have seen from the preseason, apart from this Roma fixture that happened today, uh, is that Kane and son are just back at it again. They're trading goals and assists. Right. And if we believe their fixture run is really great to start the season and they're going to continue to score goals, yeah. it just feels like an incredible route to points that I can't turn my head away from. And then you're, st- paying, you're paying for it, though. That's the problem. You are paying for it. But if, if it's solving your issue that you're talking about, having no Spurs uh, coverage, just uh, for lack of a better term, yeah. you could go, if you have the Sun Kane pairing, you can quickly go to Erling Holland and you still have. One yeah. of the uh, most lethal goal threats on Spurs. You can so. do it like right away though, because if, if Holland scores yeah. this weekend, yeah. he's eleven five. You know, for anyone who's playing fantasy for the first time, the prices start to rise. I don't know if they'll rise until Monday. I, I'm not sure that first weekend if yeah. they'll actually rise that Saturday or not. Right. They probably won't. So you might have like a day or two, but but by the time Monday rolls around, yeah. we'll certainly start to see players rise yeah. and fall in value as they get yeah. bought and sold. So Holland, if he scores this weekend, the most you can rise in, in a week is, is 0.3. And I think I think the same with falling. Um, and so I, I think that Holland will be like 11-8 by yeah. the time. You know, game week two rolls yeah. around. I think where I'm pulling back from Spurs a bit is in their defense. Now Perisic is, uh, you know, he played 75 minutes against Roma. It started, so that's very encouraging to right. pe- for people who are looking to start with him. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a, it's a newly put together defense. Uh, I've n- never really trusted them to be great keepers of clean sheets throughout the course of the season. They sort of seem to come in random intervals. Yeah. So yeah, as I'm looking at how much cash I'm spending. Uh, at White Hart Lane. It's really just in the attack. I mean, you, yeah. you were trying to talk yourself into Loris 
earlier today, I think. Well, no, I, I wouldn't say I was trying to talk myself into it, but I was sort of like, is, is he, yeah. and you know, but no, he's, he's not an answer to any question, Brandon. If he was five, if he was 5.0, yeah. Lloris would be in every team. The thing about him is that he actually did outscore Ederson last year by, by three points. Yeah, that's that's fake news, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and Allison, too. Allison's laying 5.5. I mean, he's injured right now. I, I guess he's not even flagged on the site, but, I, I mean, he is injured, right? He didn't play in the charity that, show. That was my understanding, that he was not quite set. Um, I mean, you're not playing Adrian uh, for fun. <laughs> no, that's true. And does that make you feel any worse about having... Uh, Trent and Robertson in the back. Well, no, as we, as we discussed Trent's performance in the community shield, you know, we don't have a huge amount of respect for his defensive prowess. It's really all about the attack, yeah. his assist and, and free kick and, yeah. and goal threat. So I have, I have no real qualms about investing in Trent for fear of losing a clean sheet. No, I mean, there's just, there's just so much attacking threat, right? Yeah. So it really does, it really does make up for the, yeah. the occasional mistake. And all right. So, Okay, so we haven't, I mean, I guess the answer is zero to three. That was like a really well, yeah. helpful of us to. The answer uh, is yeah. we're anticipating Spurs to be top three, if not yeah. challenging for the title, right. you know, you know, at least through the festive fixtures right. or post-World Cup, you know, however we're sort of like milestoning this this weird season. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to score goals. They're going to get FPL points. So I feel like right. if you're going to be cautious on them, in your first draft, get ready to bring them in because I think they are going to week after week be a talking point. Let's see. So they start out with Southampton at home, Chelsea away. So you could probably wait until game week three to really to really jump in. I mean, you're, you're right; they are going to rise and fall. There's really there really is an argument if you know if, if you're putting your team together and you get to ninety nine point five and you like it, mm-hmm. just keep it there, you know, cause that 0.5 yeah. would be hugely helpful. And it's just cause those price rises and it just, yeah. it just means you don't have to make some really tricky decisions kind of immediately. There's a global recession that's coming. I mean, it's about to be an yeah. FPL, FPL dust bowl. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, the more cash you can put in your little shoebox and tuck it under your bed, that's probably yeah. a good thing. It would have been funny if they made a start at like 87 million to like really <laughs> reinforce that. <laughs> yeah, point. right, right. Um, all right. So I, I think you're right. So like, but I think, you know, Kane, has been so good in the preseason. Sun, Sun as well. Honestly, they've both been great. I think for me, I just don't like the balance. I do value, um, I guess I just value Man City as a team that's going to score against anybody yeah. a little more than I... Counter, I mean, counterpoint, yeah. you know where the points are coming from with Spurs. It's a bit of a guessing game right now with City. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just like game week two at home to Bournemouth. I just feel like that's, yeah. like, that's right. like a 7-0 win. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the one that's hard for me not to you know, be like really well covered. This is very much a food for thought discussion, a very much a leave your comments down below yeah. sort of a thing with Spurs. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear what our listeners have to say. Son is probably a little underrated, yeah. I would say. I mean, obviously he's a, a beloved player, but I, I think we have to get used to his new price. It's just, it's it, yeah. we never really had that. I think, what is what is he up to now? I think he's at, uh, oh, I mean, I mean, his, his price is 12 million, but he's at 25% selected. So, I mean, given that he was, I think, second in points last season, it's a little mm-hmm. surprising that he is only selected by a quarter of managers, right? I mean, you look at someone like Gabriel Jesus, he's like, he's like 67%. Well, yeah, it is the price, as you say. And I think the, that uh, most FPL players are out there are smart enough to know 12 million, very hard yeah. to fit in. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, well, I'm curious to see how that, that ownership. 67.6%, by the way, for Gabriel Jesus. Wait. I wonder if that's the highest. I mean, that, that might crack. And he had a hat trick today. So that might, 
he might crack 70. Have you ever had anybody start the season at 70%? I don't know. Maybe like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Holland's at 54. Kane's at 24. So Harry Kane, getting no love right now. None. None. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what's the next dilemma, Josh? All right, next dilemma is Comrade Chairman Stern. I don't even know what that means. That's like the, the former yeah. NBA commissioner? Yeah, he was, he was commissioner, you know? So Comrade and Chairman are kind of like- You get promotions. They're like, terms like commissioner, right? <laughs> so right. anyway, he says, whose preseason form, for better or worse, has most changed your prior perceptions of their FPL value? So who- who has either wowed you or I guess disappointed you so far in the preseason? Well, you know, I had many early drafts with uh, Arsenal have been the talk of preseason, many drafts with Odegaard. I think I'm kind of ready to leave the Odegaard debate behind for a while. Feels like growth. Because what I have, what I've found remarkable is yet yeah, while Jesus is out there doing his thing, Saka and Martinelli have also just been bagging goals and assists. And I think that's really hard to turn away from. You know, I'll leave Marcus Rashford to you, but I think yeah. it's really these mid-price Arsenal midfielders that uh, I think like actually give me hope that we've got lots of different options yeah. once the season kicks off to go to Arsenal. Are you, has Saka crept into your team at any point? Have you thought about him at all? He's, he's been great. He had two goals today. Yeah. I He has not. He has not. And I think because I've never had a draft yeah. where there was an 8 million spot that didn't have Luis Diaz. Yeah. And then, you know, now where I'm at with my draft is I've moved away from having an 8 million midfielder spot. That's the problem with having son is I think that can cut out being able to have one, uh, you know, the, the lower upper tier midfielders of that right. 8 million right. range. The ones with like the, yeah, the yeah. higher ceiling. So, you know, uh, that does give me a little pause bringing in somebody like son because talking about how many of these mids appealing mids there are from Mason Mount, Yep. Saka uh, to Luis Diaz on three great teams who will probably be scoring lots of points and yeah. to have Phil Foden. I mean, there's there's a lot, you know. There's yeah, there's right, and, and Mars is eight million as well. So um, I think that's something I have to think a little bit more going into game week one. Is it's probably pretty important to have a, an eight million spot that you can ha have some flexibility with because we're going to be shifting between all these guys. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. We talked about that with the 5.5 million guys too, like just having like a couple players. 
you know, that's actually the, the part of the problem with Bailey. You know, I mean, maybe it's a good thing, but you know, he's only five million. He's been great in mm-hmm. preseason. Yep. Leon Bailey, good name. Oh, excellent yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll see. You know, I think we both. You know, actually, I think we have the same three people right now in our. So four to the same five midfielders we yeah. have right now because I have that Bailey, Pereira. Who was the third player you named? Uh, yeah, Andres Pereira, Martinelli, Gabriel Martinelli. I got Martinelli too. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard. To, it's hard to resist Martinelli because they've got a good start to the season. Yeah. He's been great in the preseason. Had two assists today. Yeah, we woke up. Uh, we woke up this morning in the hotel, and I'm like, oh, another uh, you know bag of goals for Jesus. And I'm like, oh, brace for Saka. Oh, yeah. three assists for Martinelli. <laughs> yeah, was it three? Yeah. Yeah. So he he's been awesome, yeah. and he's cheap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think the Martinelli is definitely one that I would. Um, that I mean, he's, he, I've got him right now. I'm same, same as you. So yeah. I think, um, all right, well, let's, let's move on to the next question. Oh, actually the player, it's kind of the same team. The player for me is Gabriel Jesus, who okay. joins Arsenal after, what would we say it was six or seven years, like well, much longer at Man City. Six than I seasons, I think it was. Yeah, six seasons at Man City has never really been a fantasy asset ever, yeah. but we all know he's good, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's terrific. You know, he's, a, like, he has already proven this in the preseason and he fits into that yeah, spot really been, well. He's, you know, he's had some great moments for, for Brazil as well, you know? And so there's like, you know, he's like, he's clearly like, you know, a, a, an excellent player. And it yeah. seems like this move to Arsenal has kind of like, he's just on fire right now. I'm not sure it'll last, yeah. you know? I mean, we're not talking about Anthony Martial levels of, <laughs> of like worry here, but yeah. like, you know, it's, it's possible that that dips. So I'm so, not, yeah. not married to him all season, but I think early on he's just, he's too cheap. Yeah. Playing too well. I thought you were going to mention Marcus Rashford because he is, I think, maybe less like the goals and assists that have been happening for preseason because Manchester United are still dealing with uh, the same issues they've been and there is no continuity there right now. Right. And speaking of lack of continuity, that's actually favored Marcus Rashford, who had a terrible season for United last year. And now he looks like he's going to be in the starting lineup under Ten Hag. And at 6.5, some guy, uh, a guy who might yeah. be oscillating between wing play and number nine. Yeah, uh, that that he's definitely got my attention. Yeah, I mean, me too. And I had a draft this morning uh, with with Rashford in it. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about him a little bit on our team previous. You know, he looks he looks trim at the moment. It looks happy, sinewy, <laughs> sinewy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, all right. So next question is from Jimmy J. All right, and he says, for me, the question is still big at the back. Man, I mean, have big at the back, like tattooed in old English. Uh, I guess like big at the back, you should probably have that on your back. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to the like, yep. uh, you know, typically on, on the chest there with the old English. I don't know. We've talked about big at the back and many phases of the Always Cheating podcast. And we're just not a big at the back podcast. Um, what does it mean? Right. Because I mean, I have four defenders right now and I have, yeah. like, uh, I look at my team, I've got Robertson, Trent. James and Diaz. I'm just by the way, that every single one of my defenders is on the road. It has an away match in game week one. That that's, seems, that's smart, Josh. That's really know. smart. Yeah, exactly. You like, want these guys of, to have miles on their legs. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but I mean, so that's, and, and I've got Mindy in, in, as my keeper. So, uh-huh. I mean, in some ways that's a premium price for a keeper. I mean, anything more than 4.5 million, I think mm-hmm. is certainly traditionally been in the premium range. Um, I tried to work in Ederson. I haven't been able to do it at the moment, but that's, there's still time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Robbo's expensive, Trent's expensive, James is expensive, and Diaz is expensive. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I mean, that I think I am big at the back at this point. Yeah, I, I think the common conception of big at the back is you're talking about, I've got both Trent and Robbo plus Diaz plus Cancelo. 
um, is big at the back, less the price makeup and more the team makeup. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've, we talked about Perisic as well. And you know, the, the, I think also the big at the back concept suggests I'm getting better value from a 7 million wingback fullback who gets attacking returns than I am from a 7 million midfielder like Jack Grealish, who I really don't know what I'm going to get from him week after week. It's not even value. It's like actual points. Yeah. Right. It's like, you just, it's, I mean, I, I think that's what, that's where I was getting caught up in this. And I was thinking a lot, you know, it's like value, value, like whatever, you know, it's like, but like just like at the end of the season, these cheap defenders are just scoring more. Right. I mean, they're just they're literally like picking up more points. Right. So there's there's no point in us sort of debating the logic of that price per points uh, value sort of thing. I the the decision FPL managers really have to make is about team balance. And I think as we're suggesting right at the top of the show, with going into game week one, uh, you know, sort of you know going in with a preparedness for what will start in game week two and big at the back right from game week one, I think puts you in a very inflexible situation, right? Because we, there have been many seasons where suddenly it's just, we're going to go through a four week patch where it's all about the midfield or it's all going to be all about Kane and Holland. Right. And if you start with an imbalanced team with most of your budget in the back, you're going to look to be wild carding in game week three or taking transfer hits, which, you know, we can debate that at a later yeah. date, but it's, it really is that issue of flexibility. I'm going to be wild carding early anyway. I, yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. I, I always do. So, yeah, I, I guess for us, neither of us are really considering the like true big, big at the back, but we are very open to, you know, spending, Five million and up on all starting defenders. Yeah, does that make sense? I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and so I, 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 yeah, but I do feel like it's worth noting. I think that we have maybe changed our tune a little bit. You know, I, I feel like we're. I not, haven't. You, you, I'm you, saying I'm the same yeah. as I've always been. I think you have modified your tune. You're pretending it's the old uh-huh. tune. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, but I, I, I'm, it's like, I lost yeah. the, uh, I lost the rights to my tune and now I had to go re-record my take on big at the back. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, Jens Lechman redoing yeah, his exactly, old records. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. So I think that's, I can't believe you went Jens Lechman reference over Taylor Swift, but that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Well, that's, that's my taste. Gotcha. You know? okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, all right. So Derek says, is it madness to leave? I like this one because he, he answers his own question. Okay. Is it madness to leave out Salah? And he says, I'm going with son though. So Derek is mad and um, I think that's fine. So I will keep coming back to this like uh, truism that we're trying to breathe life into in that uh, game week one, maybe you just kind of uh, go with the flow a little bit. Uh, But I feel like that does not mean that Derek is wrong here to go without Salah. So you were saying, uh, why go with Kane in game week one if you're not going to captain him because you're going to be captaining Salah. Going without Salah gives you the opportunity to <laughs> not captain him. Right. I think that make, makes you feel much more comfortable in that decision. So I'm very much in favor of the idea of going uh, without Salah uh, if you've got if you've got the the courage to put the armband on on Sun. Though Sun doesn't yeah. have the best fixture in game week one, which is the concern. So can you start with Salah, casting him against Fulham, and then look to move to Son later on? I don't love that. I yeah. mean, and part of the thing about Salah is that he's just so incredibly consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's just, 
you can catch them in any match, even even against the, the toughest teams. It just makes things so much simpler, right? right? And we saw today, it's like Roma, you know, I mean, they're going to face teams like Roma. In Roma, the, in, Roma, Roma. Roma, I know. And like, yeah. again, you, you, I feel like we're weighing, we're weighing the friendlies way too heavily right now. And sure. I, I guess it's just like, it's like a recency bias that you can't avoid a little bit. But yeah. in, I, I don't know, I just... I have never like he's kind of a frustrating player to captain. Sometimes he's a little he's a little less consistent to me than than you're going to get with like with Salah or Aguero yeah. back in the day. These kind of like classic, yeah. you know, sort of classic captain. Picks. You're talking about Son, right? Yeah, son. yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I and and I think I've stuck my neck out. Yeah, courage, the courage, the great courage that I have, <laughs> thinking that Kane is going to outscore Son this right. season. So I'm thinking. If I'm looking to captain Spurs, yeah. Kane feels like my better bet. Yeah. Of course, no, I'm. Uh, I realize I'm already tr- working on a draft where I've got both of these guys, and if yeah. I have Kane, Son, and Salah, yeah, that's a uh, that's a captaincy dilemma. Weekend. What about week what about our, our our beloved Polish man, Kulusevski? <laughs> is Swedish. he just like he's Swedish? He, yeah, he is Swedish. I, right. I always want to say Polish because that's a very Polish sounding yeah, name. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Nah. Uh, so he's Swedish. I I think uh, Kulusevski is so good, obviously, yeah, and Conte yeah. is bringing out the he's brought out the best in yeah. that Spurs side by bringing him into the lineup. Yeah, but uh, I just feel like it's complicating matters. I want to spend money yeah. on the like the real dudes at Tottenham <laughs> well, right it's now. Like, it's like it's it's the classic third best dilemma, right? Yeah. It's like. I'm going to go for Van Dyke instead of, instead of, mm-hmm. you know, or, or sometimes you go even further, right? I'm going to have Mata, Mata or something right. like that. Right. And then it kind of works for a while. And then just inevitably, like you just, you never get that, like that top end yeah. version, you know, where you just get like the incredible match where Trent, Trent has a free kick. Yeah. Right. And Trent sets up Salah for two goals and then, you know, Liverpool don't concede. And it's just like, I feel like you never, you never quite get that when you pick yeah. like the third choice option. So I think that's sort of one of the Kulisowski where I like him. And I think he's a great fit for that team, but he's just, he's not center Kane. You know, he's just not at that, at their level. And right. so it's hard to, it's hard to go for. So put a button on this Sala question. So I've tried to make a case for going yeah. without Sala for the opportunity to, right. you know, put your captaincy stock in another player. Can you, I feel like you're, you're firmly on Sala. Could you fathom a case for going without him? Sure. I mean, Mark Southern's our, our buddy is doing that right now. And like, I think that's, yeah, don't, don't tell me that Mark's doing it. What about you? What's your case? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't see a reason not to get him. He's not, he's not that expensive. I mean, given what you get for him, I mean, right. like he's like the most, he's the most selfish, like in a, in a, in a good way, right? Yeah, like he's the most you. goal selfish player in the league. He, lo- he absolutely loves to score. He scores basically two out of every three matches and has since he joined the club. Yep. So he is the safest captain pick for one thing he should be like 15 million and he's, and you get him at a, but basically like, it's like the equivalent of getting, I don't even know, like Ederson at 4.5 or something yeah. like that, where you're just like, well, you know, it, it just feels like it's really hard to, it's just hard to resist going with a player that never stops scoring. will certainly set people up for assists. Got one today. Yeah. Um, and, and also it's just like a, a, a classic fallback for the captaincy. It's I love just, this. So yeah. I asked you to make a case against Salah and you have doubled down. Um, yeah. retaining well, him I'm in your not, FPL I'm just not hugely convinced that, you know, I mean, if, if he was, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you, if you, if you don't have him and you go for son, it's, it doesn't remake your team enough to make it That's worthwhile. True. That's very make, true. You know? I agree with that. All right. Next question. Next dilemma, Josh. All right. Next dilemma is Andy G, the golf pro. 
long time, Andy Goodlin, long, long time uh, friend of the pod, Brandon. He says, Rabo v. Diaz. Mm-hmm. says, I think I'd prefer Diaz plus a 4.5 million defender than Rabo plus, okay, look, we don't need to get into all the details here, but Robertson, uh-huh. great left back, best in the league. Yeah, Curzello. I'd say Robertson still. I give him the yeah, uh, uh, yeah, um, sure, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was uh, You're a Matt Target guy, right? I'm always Target, uh, very much a Matt Target guy. I like them all. I like all the left backs. I like all the right backs. I'm not here to play yeah, favorites. All the players. I like all the players. I think they're really smart, good looking, intelligent. They're all nice boys. Uh, I mean, I feel like Robertson is probably going to finish the season on more points if I had to guess. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. How many more though? Right. Because yeah. he, he costs a million more. Sure. Yeah. A million, a million pounds, Brandon. Yeah. It's a lot of money. So yeah. Okay. So then the more uninteresting way to answer this question is the whole, you know, flexibility argument. And I feel like right. having Luis Diaz in your team, you're going to be getting points probably at a similar rate of return yeah. to Robbo. One yeah. would guess. Yeah. And you're giving your FPL squad that added dimension of flexibility in the midfield where I was making that case earlier about big at the back. So that's where I, that's how I view this one. I mean, I have both right now. So I guess that's the other way to do it. You have both. It's the the why not both gif. That's, that's what I'm doing right Uh now uh, Uh with those two. I mean, I just think Diaz is like, he's got like a pretty good goal threat. I mean, you know, he's like one of the only tall guys in that team. So they get a lot of corner kicks and, you know, like if you actually Holland is there now too. Is Holland going to take away some corner? Oh, we're talking about uh, Ruben Diaz uh, or Luis Diaz here. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, there, there, there are a lot of Diaz's coming into league now. That's okay. true. I, I was wondering if Andy was uh, talking about uh, Rabo versus Luis Diaz. If you're talking about Rabo versus Ruben Diaz, then. I was thinking Ruben Diaz. Okay, well, I, I think, think these are both did, interesting ways to approach this. Yeah, you can't do the why not both with Luis Diaz because yeah. of, unless you go without Trent, and that feels very dangerous. Okay. It's hard, again, recency bias. I, I had a version early on that didn't have Trent. Okay. And now I'm just like, he's just too good. It's like, it, this is like, this is why we all end up with very similar teams because if you can get the, if they're reasonably affordable yeah. and they're so good, then yeah, let's, I mean, like, let's, let's kind of, Give it a couple of weeks. Yeah. Things things will shift. Things will change. Like why am I why am I going to handicap myself? Like why why would I want to go into game week one with one hand type of hand? You know, I yeah. truly believed, like just truly believed that Trent was not a great pick. Then I wouldn't have him, right? Like I'm not doing it out of like fear of his ownership or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like if I if I if I'm only doing it because I just want to be different than everybody else. Yeah, that's just like just don't go to these like sites that tell you how similar your team is to everybody else. And just just don't check your yeah. their ownership, and then you can just enjoy what you have, you know, yeah. and not and just think of it like golf. That's what I always say. Like right. just think of it like a like a golf team, and you just you're doing your own game, mm-hmm. and then and then later on you can compare scores. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, Andy, I hope we answered your question on many levels yeah, for answered, many different yeah, DSs. Exactly, we answered there. the wrong question, but the more interesting question. I caught you. I caught you when you suggested that uh, Diaz was a tall guy, and I was like, I don't think we're talking That's about the same Diaz. There. It would have been amazing if we could answer the entire question without ever ever figuring out like that we were. Ta- I'm sure we've done that yeah. in the past. That, that's like real pot. Like we were just like, yeah, well, just I'll just go with. I'll vibe with. Sounds great. I totally yeah, agree. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, who's next? Mikey U, Mikey Uong here. Producer Mike says, uh, Mikey. is Saka worth the extra $2 million over Gabriel Martinelli? So we've already kind of yeah. sung the praises of both of these players, and they both have their merits. 
So for me, a question would be, is Saka still on pens? Because I yeah. felt like he was a pretty confident pen taker for Arsenal. Took one today. Yeah, so there he is. He's he's kind of growing into a talismanic presence for the Gunners. He's, he's like sort of quickly becoming coming a veteran yep. of that uh, starting lineup now. So that is the case for spending the extra two mil as you get that added FPL bonus of having penalties. But where I have landed on Martinelli is probably because, uh, well, six million is is easy. It's it's doable to fit him in as a fourth midfielder at that price. And then you get that 8 million floating midfielder, like we've been talking about. Sokka yeah. becomes Mount, becomes Foden, becomes Luis Diaz, wow. et cetera, et cetera, This et cetera. is like that, um, you ever see that Macbeth movie, you know, where they show all the, the, the old Macbeth film, like the 70s, where you, you see all the faces of like the former kings. I'm sure I have. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. something you watch in, uh, you know, like. Middle uh, school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. In, in English class, world literature class. So, um, I guess Martinelli feels like a player you bring in and you kind of stick with and you're patient with him because it's stick him in the old team. And yeah. And, and Saka at the 8 million, you get, as I said, you get the added added bonuses there, but you kind of have to be prepared to shift with the changing winds with a player like him, perhaps. What about Trossard? How about, how about poor old? No, I don't want to talk. I do not want to talk about Trossard. Hat trick and an assist today. Yeah, you're looking at, you're looking at some far flung like Excel grid (laughs) on the internet today. And you're like, oh, look who's here. Trossard. And I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, no, I'm not. What I actually realistically have, I think I got tempted because I was looking at those like stat tables and he's, he's way up at the top. As is Pedro Neto. And yeah. Am I just going to end up having like exactly the team that I would like told myself I didn't want to have early on? Because maybe, just, then that, yeah. maybe that's fine. I mean, I need that, to like think about Neto more. I need to like uh, sit in a chair, like a, like a wingback chair, you know, by myself okay. with right. like a cocktail. Oh, you're going to make a great pun there, even though uh, Neto's more of a winger than a wing back. But <laughs> yeah. I just need to sit quietly and think about Pedro Neto. The thing that, I, I like him enough. The thing that's changed with Neto and the Wolves conversation since we did the team preview was the Jimenez injury. And do we, you know, I I don't know if we know if that diminishes the value of Neto. Some would suggest that it actually increases the value of Potence, who's more likely to play through the middle. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think, yeah, this is this is a game week two question for me. Let's see how Wolves look in game week one, how they set up, uh, how Potence versus Neto looks. And and then and and then so then I'm kind of like it doesn't really matter what midfielder you start with yeah. at that price point, right? I think you're right. I mean, I, people like preach patience, you know, and I, and I think there is an argument for patience when it comes to like Mo Salah's, you know, son, like mm-hmm. he's like players who like, you kind of just know, yeah. like at the end of the season, when it all washes out, they're going to be the top players, right? Yeah. So even have with like Ronaldo last season, like, oh, Ronaldo is very, very disappointing season. You know, it just hasn't worked out since he come back to Man United. And then like, yep. whoop. 18 goals by the end of the season in his like yeah. Ronaldo's down year. You know, he was still, he was still terrific. And by the way, he's in the squad for tomorrow's match for Man United. So I guess he's wonderful. Officially back. He's I don't back. Know. Yeah. I kind of didn't want to deal with that fantasy. I'm still not yeah. dealing with it. I'm still <laughs> refusing to deal with it, but it does complicate the whole Rashford thing for, for sure. So, but talking about Neto, I think that's the wrinkle with Martinelli is you just bring Neto in and that Martinelli yeah. spot, you save 0.5 million and then maybe yeah. it makes, I do think Saka is going to be scoring more points than Martinelli in the long run. So yeah. if money is no object, Mikey, 
that would be my pick. But it always is. It always you is. Know? That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that you can get close enough with Martinelli. He's been so good in the preseason that, I, you know, I think both of us have him in our squad right now. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And part of it, too, with Saka is I'm not sure I want that to be my third liber- my third Arsenal player. Okay. I feel like I love the value of Martinelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Jesus is kind of the same boat. Nelly's a great value. He's just like playing so well at the moment. It's really hard to avoid him. Yeah. Like, I feel like, again, this is like one of those, like, don't do the one hand behind your back thing. Like if there's a <clears throat> cheap player who's playing very well, just yeah. bring him in, you right. know? And then, right. and then later on, you know, you can shift or maybe it won't work out or whatever. But um, I was going to say about the like patience idea. I think being patient with the with your like more than ten million players, or I, can, I guess you could even say like your your defenders over six million or whatever. Um, I think be patient with them is fine. But I think when it comes to your cheapies, like mm. you're kind of like you know, the players that you have a little bit different in your squad. Mm-hmm. I think being wildly impatient is perfectly fine. I think like just keep keep moving. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's like totally appropriate. Yeah. All right. Two more dilemmas to go here. What's next? All right. A.A. Ron says, Chelsea, def- yeah, I'm going to change this to Chelsea in general. Okay. okay. Uh, Chelsea, are you in or out? <laughs> I want to be in. Uh, I mean, Reese James feels great. Mason Mount feels great. Uh, but somehow as I tinker with my squad, they are not even coming close to getting into my draft. Yeah. I was there until today and now I have three. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It's sort of, I mean, I, I just like really am one of those like fixtures fix everything kind of managers. And to me, Everton, mm-hmm. like in, in danger, right? Need to sign like a bunch of new players. Still. I mean, Dwight McNeil can't fix everything, you know? Sadly. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe you just said that about your boy, Dwight McNeil. He really is my boy. So Everton, Spurs, but they play at home. So, you know, there's like a reasonable chance that's like, a, that could be like a one nil win for. Spurs are going to kill them, I think. Um Hey, okay, go on with the fixtures. Then lost, the, I mean, they've only lost one center back. It's not, like, as Rudiger, as good as he is, like fundamentally, that's still the same team that they were last season. That's well, a, yes, yeah. but also fundamentally, I, I think the character of that Chelsea team has changed, not just over the summer, but over the last half of last season. It was, it's, it's almost like the signing of Lukaku, similarly to Ronaldo going back to Manchester United. It just changed the whole attitude at the club. And Chelsea after like coming off the back of just like a miraculous season when Tuchel came in, reshaped Chelsea, made them into a defensive juggernaut. They win yeah. the Champions League. Yep. And then last season was just a, a whimper by comparison. The Tuchel sec- seems to be sec- like... I'd say the second half of last season. The, the yeah. first half of the season, they were... Pretty, diminished pretty by injury. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were good in the first half and then diminished by injury. I think, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Uh, but it, it, I think Chelsea, if, if I'm struggling for Arsenal versus Chelsea, uh, I'm yeah. going Arsenal because I feel like I understand the trajectory of Arsenal right now a little better than Chelsea. And maybe I feel more confident uh, in West London after game week one, is happen- yeah. after I see them batter Everton. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it's the same, it is kind of the same I mean, if anything, Chelsea is the more settled team than Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal are the ones that are the question mark. It's actually one of the reasons I'm a little nervous about having three Arsenal players is because <clears throat> it is such a question whether they're like, whether it's all going to click right off the bat. I mean, I guess, I guess, I don't know how much is different. I mean, at, the, at the moment, they're going to be starting with two, I suppose, kind of t- what ultimately is two new uh, defenders, right? You're going to have, it looks like Zinchenko's going to start game week one mm-hmm. because uh, Tierney's got this injury. He's like just sort of slowly coming back. 
And then what they've been doing is playing Ben White at right back. Mm-hmm. So you have this kind of three center back. I mean, is Ben White going to bomb forward? I don't know. I guess no, they don't need him no. to, right? They got enough, you know, wingers in that squad. Yeah, I, I, I don't expect he will. And I think the way Arteta is going to play, you know, similar to, you know, under his tutelage with Pep, he's going to look to control the ball. I don't know that, that the defense for Arsenal is going to be that big of a factor for fantasy right now. So them being newly composed and maybe unsettled at the back is not a huge concern. Yeah. I mean, I like, I mean, I, you know, I had a squad, a version of my, this is like, this is like prime. This was weak is prime. Mm-hmm. I had this guy in my team week, mm-hmm. but there, you know, I, I had uh, Zinchenko in my squad for a while. And um, I, cause I do think he's going to, he's going to start game week one, probably start game week two. And then there's this talk that he's going to move for further forward, but does, is he like an instant starter further forward? It's like, I guess it's just like, it's, I don't like that question mark about him. Like yeah. ultimately is it, 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 we don't think he's going to be a left back all season long. So what happens next? Does he go right in? Like who's he replacing? Like, you know, I think he like becomes, a little, a, yeah, yeah. I, I think we said this when we were previewing Arsenal, I think he becomes a James Milner in that instance where he comes in late in matches to to fill in in a, in a yeah. midfield place. And, and it's just doesn't feel like he's going to turn into great fantasy value there. I feel like I should like clip that out and just, just, I think that, that, that one can come back to haunt you a little bit, I think, because I, I think he's going to be starting most of the, some, okay. most of the time, but it's just not knowing where he's going to play. I think that's what, I mean, I think he's going to be, I mean, if he's out of position at 5 million and he's playing like in any kind of attacking spot, yeah. then he's going to be amazing value. Right, so A.A. Ron asks about Chelsea defense. Are we in or out? We just spent five minutes talking about Zinchenko. We are firmly out on Chelsea right now, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, I have Mason Mount in my midfield right now. I love that. So, I love yeah, that. I yeah. love that for you. I wish I was there too. I love, you know, we we sort of talked briefly about uh, Chilwell versus Reese James. Reese James is just the dude. Like, yeah, so go with James, I think, if you've got if you've got faith, but... I'm not there yet with Chelsea. All right. One more dilemma. Also about a team that I'm not quite there with. Yep. And uh, it comes from El Fatboy. Our Man United attack a steer clear after the Ronaldo situation is cleared up. Marcus Rashford's price is tempting. But CR7 reappearing makes me nervous that they will revert last season. I kind of revealed my opinion here where, yeah, you know, as, as high as you might be with Marcus Rashford being 6.5, I feel like this... This happens so often at the start of uh, the F new uh, Premier League season where you're like, oh, there is a there is an, a window of opportunity on a top six club for an accidentally low-priced player to start and do well. Yeah. And, uh, you, know, it's, you know, it's very random when it works out. And, yeah, this, the, the Ronaldo thing, it yeah. not only does it disrupt that narrative with Rashford being a, a, a great value pick, it just disrupts everything with Manchester United full stop. That's how I feel too. Yeah. It, I, if he hadn't announced that he's coming back, maybe I would, oh, I mean, we'll see. I, I, would, I still wouldn't be shocked to be moved. I think there's like yeah. a, you know, and, and better than 50% chance of that. Ten Hag could just Gareth Bale him and uh, put him on the bench. I mean, I don't know how good a golfer Ronaldo is, but yeah, um, I could, He's just too popular. It's a, it's, it's a, it puts Ten Hag in a very difficult spot if he does mm-hmm. that, right? Because Ronaldo is more popular than like he, you and me as like non Man United supporters. I'm popular, you know. You are, yeah, very popular. Yeah, maybe not Ronaldo level, but 
I keep comparing you to if these. Jordan, me, yeah, yeah, Jordan Henderson, Henderson yeah. has more followers than yeah. me. I yeah. dare, I dare not ask about CR seven. He might have a couple more. Uh-huh. Yeah, even even more than than Henderson. Okay, I think. so <laughs> I see them yeah. as sort of like cut from a similar yeah. mold. People, Pendo and people yeah. people love that guy. I mean, you can be like the most, you know, like total hard ass new manager, yeah. all you want fitness. Like, I mean, first of all, Ronaldo's fit. So like that, that's, that's not going to be, the he's issue. not dunking yeah. his tots and ketchup. I'll tell you that. He's much. not dunking his tots and ketchup. No. That's, that's very true. Yeah. So, I mean, he's gonna be able to play. He's gonna be ready. I'm, I'm certain by next week. I mean, yeah. he's a, you know, even though he's 37, it's like, I mean, the guy just keeps himself in incredible shape. So, yeah. um, so he'll be ready to play. And yeah, what is the knock on effect from that? Right. Like it's, I mean, it certainly hurts Martial kind of like yeah. immediately just like ruins him. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy wise. And then I, I worry that it hurts Rashford too. And, and it hurts Bruno, um, Sanch, it hurts everyone, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it, this does not mean that Ronaldo is a bad player, but it's just, he kind of sucks up all the oxygen, you know, from that, from that squad. Right. It, it, you know, the second half of last season was just a colossal bummer. And I'm sort of, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why they didn't move harder just to move him on or just let him out of his contract. It just feels like, don't you want to reset right now? Don't you want to like a full, a fresh start with this, with this? I mean, it's money. It's money. All yeah. the ownership right now in, in professional level sports all around the world is so tied up in yeah. businessmen and whatnot. Yeah. These are not like local uh, community magnets who are doing this for the fun of it all and the betterment of the community. You've yeah. got a huge contract with Ronaldo that's worth a lot of money. Right. You don't just, you don't just set that on fire. No, but I mean, I mean, I, I mean like full on just release Ronaldo from his contract is what I'm saying. Like right. Just like let him, you know, let him go wherever he wants. And instead I mean, of getting paid, what are they, how much are they going to get for him? He's 37. Nobody wants him. Like it's, you know, I mean, oh, I don't know. I mean, he's a great player, but he like, yeah. he kind of every team that he goes on, it's, it's like, it, it's like a black hole. It's just like <laughs> energy is warped around yeah, him. Right. You know? right so right. I, I feel like, you know, it's, you have to like, have a pretty strong club culture to, yeah. to be able to bring him in and, and not, and feel like you can like kind of control that part of it. In a sense, it's a bummer because we don't get to tinker too much with Marcus Rashford. I mean, I applaud people who have the guts to try it, but in another sense, it's just one less team we have to worry about for game week one. Yep. We can put Manchester United in the, I'll think about it camp leading into game week two. Yeah, that's exactly uh, where I am too. And maybe like, maybe, yeah, let's, let's I, the defenders, that's a whole other question that we'll have to just table as well, pass. right? That's, yeah. a, that's a pass for yeah. now. Let's see. I mean, it, you know, th- there's some fresh blood in there. I want to see how that blood uh, thickens, circulates. Okay, yeah, yeah I like that one better, like that. circulates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, do we want to take a quick look at the game week one fixtures just to sort of like round out this this preparation we're doing? Yeah. I, it's interesting because I feel like we're, yeah, it's like, I haven't even like really looked that closely. It's like, you know, we've been in, in full on, like I need to learn about 100 new players. Yep. I need to figure out how the teams are doing the preseason, et cetera, et cetera. I want to figure out who I'm going to put on my team. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, right, there's actual games coming, mm-hmm. like very soon yeah. uh, as of this Friday. So Friday we kick things off with Palace Arsenal. Then we, Liverpool, Fulham on Saturday morning. That'll be fun. I just realized, by the way, that my, because um, we're in Vegas, we went three hours back. So that, I'm not that's getting a, up at 4.30 a.m. That's, that's a tough <laughs> Not kickoff. even to watch my beloved Fulham. I still cannot believe that Jamie won the fantasy game with all of these games starting at like 7 a.m. Yeah. Uh, U.S. time. Well, he, yeah, it was the, it was the baby, right? That had him up at, at all hours. So yeah, there you, if you're on the West coast, just pop have, out some babies. Have some know? babies. That's yeah. right. Jeremiah, our friend. Yeah. Like six kids, you know, that's, that's the way to Super, do it. So good at FPL. <laughs> <laughs> it's a multiplying effect. Exactly. So you have, um, it kind of some fun, like mid table or I don't, I don't even mid table is not even the right word, but just like a, like a nice mix of, 
I don't know, like anything could happen mm-hmm. games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth Villa, that's an interesting match to me. Like what is going to happen there? Mm-hmm. Uh, Leeds Wolves, I, what? I don't know. Like yeah. everyone's injured in the defense for for Wolves or for, for Leeds. Like I don't yeah. what is going to happen there? Yep. Newcastle Forest, like I kind of, I'm interested in all these games, you know? And I I, I certainly want to like flick around. And the first, the first Saturday is usually like, it's, I used to like to go to the bar for it. And now it's, that's too much for me. Like I, I it's too much distraction. Mm-hmm. I need to sit down. I got, I have my TV couple iPads and my phone. Mm-hmm. And then I decided whether I'm going to do three screens or four, three is two is ideal, mm-hmm. but three is the real addict move. And then I think four is too many. I think if, if when you have four screens, you just, it's, it's like, it starts to like, I'm going to clip this. Yeah. Well, cause it starts to, you, you stop enjoying yourself. I okay. think at that point, at that point, you're literally just covering what's what it's like. You're like, yeah. like, it's like you're doing like radio or something. You're just like, covering, like you're just covering what's happening in your brain more than yeah. you're actually like enjoying the, the game. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a shame that all, I agree with you. There's some interesting matches that could actually be low stakes for game week one fantasy wise, but they're great opportunities to learn about these teams where we're kind of trying to assess various assets. And our attention, I think is going to be primarily in that midday clump on Saturday on Spurs hosting Southampton because yep. Kane and Son will be in in so many teams going in there, but yeah, as, as best you can, seek out extended highlights or or second, third screen those matches, and then we finish with the Frank Lampard, uh, I don't know, a public execution where uh, his Everton host his long captained Chelsea, and mm. people are predicting that it's going to be very bad. I don't know. I think Lampard is going to be pragmatic and. Yeah, not not that he's got a great squad at Everton at the moment, but he's probably going to set up a little defensively. And it's not like Tuchel's Chelsea uh, found it easy to score goals. Right. So I, 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 Chelsea, I think win handily, but not by a, a wide margin. Maybe maybe one or two nil. Yeah, I mean, I guess ultimately my feeling is that Chelsea are going to win this one pretty handily, and mm-hmm. I guess that's why I've started to in, invest in them a, a little a little more. Um, uh, that Spurs match game week two though is a tricky one, isn't it? That that's what makes things a little for both for both teams really. I think it makes things complicated. If yeah. Spurs were hosting Chelsea, I wouldn't really be worried that word at all. But yeah. in a way, I mean, you just said you think they're going to like crush them, but I don't know. I mean, it's like it's not that common for like Spurs to go into Stamford Bridge and just like this is them. this is like a parlor game, right? So. Chelsea go to Everton where Lampard used to play for Chelsea and now manage Everton. And then Chelsea Tuchel's Chelsea goes to Spurs in game week two, where Antonio Conte is managing right. Spurs where he used to manage Chelsea. Yeah. What's next? You really, yeah. You really wanted Arteta. It's like a national you wanted, treasure level. Yeah, you, wanted, uh, you really wanted Man City Arsenal, right? To kind of complete okay. it with you know Arteta moving on to, yeah. to, to, to Arsenal. But yeah, I think that, I think that one's going to be really, um, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, I guess, um, that makes me feel a little wary of having two Chelsea defenders, honestly, Fair because I, I think that you could see Everton scoring a goal in that game just because they're, they're home. It's game eight one. Um, and then, and then the Spurs match, it's hard to imagine the Spurs being like just totally shut out there. Yeah. So I'm just like changing every opinion I had as we go through this. <laughs> That's why I don't like to do a big team reveal this early because I, so I'm still, ch- I'm changing my opinion like every 30 yeah. minutes, you know, I've done yeah. it like four times since this podcast started. I can tell you the match I won't be watching and it'll be uh, Newcastle hosting Forest because of my current draft, I'll be playing both both Trippier and Nico Williams. And that is like, uh, that's, that's pull your hair out. You're going to start, you're just going to start Williams. Yeah, I will. Okay. And cause I'll be setting up as a four, four, two. And wow. So this is the like dilemma then with having son and Salazar. I mean, cause you don't really want to be starting Nico Williams, right? Like he's more of like a, 
I don't know. Why not? Quality backup. Why I not? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Just like promoted team. I feel like I'm not totally, I don't know. All right. I really hope that nobody from the Nico Williams family is listening to, to this. <laughs> this is a true horror show. But, yeah, uh, you know, seeing two defenders face each other in your fantasy squads and, uh, you know, and, in one match is, is tricky. It's tricky. Okay. So Sunday, uh, it's it, more interesting matchups. I, I feel like this is like a, a very juicy slate. I know. You know, honestly, I feel like if, if this was like gaming 20, we'd be like, whatever. But I think it's because it's the first weekend. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, I'm kind of excited about every single match. I, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. So Leicester hosting Brentford, Manchester United hosting Brighton and West Ham uh, host Manchester City. I'm not finding the, uh, the, the string theory here. I was with, with Lampard to Conte to Tuchel, et cetera. But yeah, I, I I like that the game week one is capped off by West Ham v Man City, where we get like a second look at yeah. what, how are Man City going to line up? Is Holland actually uh, you know uh, going to take this long to bet in, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. My prediction is that because we'll record our our podcast that evening, yeah, uh, is that we end up spending like twenty minutes on that match, like okay. right at the start, because it'll be the yeah. final game on Sunday. Whatever happens, right? Yeah, if Holland does really well. That's yeah. a story. If he does poorly, if, you know, Jack Grealish, uh, you know, has a, it scores a brace or like that, like whatever happens in that match, it's going to be driving the conversation. Yeah, and, and, sure. and, and we will be probably podcasting right around the time the price changes happen right. that night. So we will have either gotten rid of Holland or brought him in. Stressful. One of the two. Yeah. That's, that's a very stressful time. So you think you, you, so if Holland does well in game week one, you think you would just move right to him from Kane? I think so because then he becomes a very captable, captainable player yeah. against Bournemouth. Because yeah, I mean we're we're picking Bournemouth to finish last this season and in twentieth position. They'll just get battered by by most teams and most notably City. So City yeah. struggling against Liverpool in the Community Shield. I mean I'm pretty confident they'll still beat every other team five six nil. Yeah, I I, I think so too. I mean I think um, it's. Yeah, and that's also just like game week. I mean, like you said, what do they play? Two preseason matches before this one, so yeah, it's they're, it's they're very still light, shaking the rust off. Very light schedule. Yeah, exactly. right. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. For for game for our game week, it's great to be talking about actual matches. I again. know. It's yeah. Nice Can't wait change. to actually then yeah. react to matches that have been played. It's even better. Our yeah. job it gets a lot easier when we can just react to stuff as opposed to trying to predict the future. That is true. That is very true. Um, so we'll be back with our normal pod uh, next week. Sadly, not in Vegas any longer. We'll be back with our normal normal yeah. recording. We'll be in the Vegas homes. of the East Coast. Yeah, exactly. New York City. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll record now next Sunday with a normal pod. We, we will, however, do a Patreon exclusive pod later this week. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll have something, I hope like 99% close to our, our team reveals. Yeah. Um, I always want to do a zoom call with our Patreon supporters before game week. Let's do it. Josh. Kicks off too. So yeah, let's, why not? so let's, let's, let's get that in motion as well. Yeah. If you want to support the pod, if you want to take part in any of that stuff, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We talked at the beginning about that. I won't go through it all again. Uh, but Brendan, do you want to thank our producer patrons? I love our producers. Thanks Mike DiPietro, Trevor Rigerson, our buddy, Chris Howell, to big gaffer, Bobas Coon, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yunos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Mikey Uwong, Shiv Marjoria, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, managed by Lasso, Francis Mann, Sam Shower, Jeremy Spiker, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Vulgar, Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Bob Fox. I get tripped up on that one, Joshua. Craig Jackson, James Conroy, and our newest producer, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence, and Terrence O'Donnell. 
Yep. I'll get that. I'll get that name squared away, Shalin, very and soon. I, Brendan, I said I would yeah. do this earlier on in the pod. I completely just you blew it. I, I blew it exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and FPL merch, our old buddy, yeah. very good friend, longtime supporter of the podcast, has a newsletter fpltips.com. It's terrific. I love the the rise of the newsletter in mm-hmm. fantasy. It's fantastic. So, um, and yeah, I, I I think it's I think it's terrific. I think you should go subscribe. It's it's free to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. Very useful. So fpltips.com is where you can go to get your weekly fix of fantasy content delivered into your inbox. I'm glad Ross is doing that at FPL tips because that's a space we've long talked about getting into and failed miser- miserably every time we've, we've Very tried. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad smart managers are doing that. It's a nice clean uh, looking website too. I'm on it right now. It looks, looks yeah. very nice. All right. As we get out of here, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Never miss an episode of always cheating. Follow us on Twitter at hail cheaters for all this information and more. Go to our website, always cheating.com a big thanks again to all the gang at Blue Wire Studios yeah. here at the Win Las Vegas. We have had a smashing time. Absolutely. Yeah. Too much fun at times. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're saying too much, that reads as just enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. And we actually won some money. That's like, the, I still can't believe that. Like this is uh, yeah. my, mentally, I was like, there's no way, <laughs> you know, we might have some fun, but we're definitely going to come out of it. It was all about the poker chips we gained along the way. Exactly. All right, Josh, it's it's been real. Uh, Poku forever. Hail cheaters. Hail cheaters. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.